The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Back with you. Hour two, just getting started here in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown Heroes, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent, available to you in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. Going to get to your text messages, a whole bunch of those left over from hour one. And Anthony and Denzel and Walton and Chris and Ghost and Nick and... Um, Andrew, Ready Teddy, and more and more and more. I'm going to get to all those coming up. And hi to everybody tuning in on the live stream. Y'all comment. I'll be able to see your comments there on the live stream. Uh, hey to you. Rick, he says he lives in Hattiesburg, and he catches every time state wears black because that's Southern Mrs. school color, right? I mean, but it's a pretty universal color, right? I'd like, be like state getting mad anytime somebody wears white. <laughs> it's maroon and white. Well, whites are school. Well, everybody can wear white black kind of the same way yep friday free-for-all uniforms and everything right now let's see where we go with lynn who's driving across the country lynn on the divinity equipment phone line thanks for tuning in lynn what's up how about it matt so uh, what do you think about them bringing the flying in back real quick yeah i do think it's neat i was telling jb earlier i think it's always neat anytime you have something like that at your disposal that past teams war, past players, and then you can bring it back, make something old, new again. That's a pretty neat thing. Oh, and that's, it'll definitely be new because I'm 43 years old and I don't remember ever seeing it. <laughs> uh, I mean, still here recently. Right. Uh, you know, and pictures and stuff. Sure. But uh, I, I was thinking about this old line thing, Matt, and I, I had a thought, and I've about talked myself into way that's a dumb thought. I was thinking, I was wondering if we could do some stuff that would be like aggressive pass blocking. I'm sure you've heard of that. Mm. But uh, the more I think about it, you really just got to stay with what you do to learn what you do, don't you? You can't change it. You, gotta, yeah. you just got to rep it till you get it. Yeah, there's this interesting fine line, I think, Lynn, between, you know, you, you do what you do, you have to believe in it, you have to go and just get your guys to go execute it while being able to every now and then you make a tweak, make a little change versus if you go, if you go too far, your coach, your, I'm sorry, your players will pick up the idea that, Hey, this coach doesn't really believe in what he's been telling us all these months. I I made a reference and not going into specifics because people get the wrong idea. It's not, it was, this was not a, as big a deal as it might sound, but I remember the experiencing this as a player. There was a period of time where I was playing for an offensive coach who me and some of the other players, we started noticing that we would play a game. We're on offense. You know, he's our offensive coach, and we'd play a game. Yeah. And if the other team on that particular Saturday had any success against our defense, we started noticing that the following week, this guy would come in and he'd start like installing stuff the other team just ran against us <laughs> every week. We, okay. we, and and so it led us as players start thinking: Does he really believe in what we're doing, or does he just want to see what the other guys do every week and come in and install that? You know. So there's a fishing. right, 
you, there's a fine line there of making adjustments and maybe making changes to, to fit your players, give them a better chance to win, but you also have to prove to the players that you really do believe in what you've been teaching them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, one more thing, man. I sent you a text about the other day. I'm a pretty optimistic fan. I believe you know that. I mean, I think we're going to win every game until we lose it. Right. Uh, but uh, I got to say, we lost the bye week. We've lost the bye week. We've lost uh, Schrader. We've lost Peters. And I don't know if Hill's coming back or not. And that's, I wish the young man the best, whatever he chooses to do there, however that works out. But uh, I, I think it's safe to say we lost the bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, I hadn't thought about it that way. But um, you certainly hadn't had the best news during the bye week, that's for well, sure. Well, you know, hey, it, it, it's got to get hard sometimes before it starts getting easy. I yeah, mean, you're right. The, mm-hmm. the, the plants don't just grow and grass up the ground. you you gotta, you got to cut it up. That's it. You know, there, you're going to have some dips every now and then for sure. Hey, Lynn, be careful right. driving. Have a good one, Matt. You too. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to Lynn for the call on the – Divinity equipment phone line. I mean, he's right. You're going to have some dips where it dips. Uh, <laughs> and it Man, bottoms out you, every now and then. You're going to have some dips and you're going to have some canyons. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some plateaus and you're going to have some mountaintops. That's right. That's just what life is. Man. Right. I think the key is emotionally, mentally to sort of be in the middle all the time. Don't you think? Not that you don't get excited and get up happy when things go well, but you just don't really dwell on it knowing that, hey, it can change day to day. <laughs> That's generally the, the probably the most healthy way to go through it. And the same thing when you bottom out a little bit, hey, it'll be all right. You know, we're not going to light everything on fire right now. We'll get out of this, and when we do, everything will be fine. You do have to have some of that. Thing is, you know, fan bases in general, like fan bases as a whole, when things are going really well, they don't want anybody throwing water on it. Uh, he's just trying to lower expectations, or he's just trying to uh, sound smart. Well, they certainly also, when things are bottoming out, they don't want to hear, well, it may take a while. <laughs> it could be fine in two or three years. <laughs> they don't want to hear that either. And I, I guess I get it. Decision makers, though, they're in a position where they just got to do what's best and you can't always worry about what the reaction is going to be. I fear that far too often in today's society, leadership in high places in a lot of areas, including in major college athletics and professional sports, um, far too often the reaction is a huge the perceived reaction you're going to get or are getting is a huge part of your decision-making. I, I, I think that's faulty, if you ask me. But um, nobody, very few people ask me that kind of stuff uh, at that level. All right, Anthony says that he graduated from Yapora High School. It just means more. Anthony, I'd love to hear more about it. I'm going up there tonight, um, East Webster, Hosting Eupora. The schools are 10 miles apart. East Webster High School, the Wolverines, 2A. They sit right on the Natchez Trace there in Webster County, right before you get down to where the trace runs into Highway 82. And then you can get on 82 and go about eight miles, and you're in Eupora. And the Eagles are 4-2. and two. I think uh, East Webster 
has won two games this year, trying to make it three in a huge rivalry game. They call it the Maroon Game or the Maroon Bowl. And uh, and it's going to be, let me just tell you, they get after it in that, in that rivalry. Great folks, great t- tradition at both places. Excellent support for years and years and decades. You know, and what's great about these cool small town, small community high school football rivalries and these types of games, you know, there'll be people sitting in the stands on both sides who not only played in this rivalry themselves, but their kids played in it, and now their grandkids are playing in it. And you know you have that as soon as you show up to the to the stadium. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it tonight, Anthony. I've I've been to games before at East Webster. It's just been a long time. Same thing for Yapor. I've been to games at Yapor, and they always really stood out. This one will be at East Webster tonight. Unnamed Texture said, Matt, I missed it when you said it, but what did you say Warren Central's record was? They are 7-0, and I believe is what we have on that one. Uh, Walton, here is another testimonial. I'm telling you all, this is the way it works when you have your insurance with Farm Bureau. It's not just an advertisement. I'm telling you what it is. Walton says he hit a deer on Wednesday morning and received his claim check today. Shout out to Farm Bureau agent Will Highland and their team. I know Will. I got to meet Will. Uh, He's there, what? Will's in the Clinton office, Walton. Neat guy. Got to spend some time with Will. Got to meet some of his family. Some of his family out from Vicksburg. Really beautiful place out there. So uh, tell him I said hello. Glad it worked out for you. Chris, start will open date tonight, and then they'll forfeit the Warren Central game next week. So that'll be, you know, a forfeit and a loss for Starville, a win for uh, Warren Central next week. We're talking about Starville High School. We were talking about trees earlier. Flowtown Ghost said trees make leaves, so take care of the root of the problem. I know. I know. Take care of the trees. The problem that I have is I have way too many of them that are a problem and way too big, and each one would be an incredibly expensive project just to have it removed. <laughs> but maybe I need to do it. When we moved in the current house we're in, we cut down eight trees in the backyard, mm-hmm. all sweet gums. We had wow. no grass in part of the backyard, and now we've got more grass. And you know what that means? What's that? It has to be cut. It's got to be cut. But you choose. I'd rather cut grass than pick up leaves and step on gumballs. Per per tree, what kind of cost you think you're looking at there? Probably what? Thousand dollars a tree? Not that much. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Nick says, find you a young chap that needs to make a buck, take care of those leaves for you. Yeah. Could definitely do that. I just feel like I ought to do it myself. It's my yard, my place, my trees. I just feel like them all up and let Mary Liddy jump into them. You know what I'm super tempted to do? Rake them all up, set them on fire, and just see what happens. Oh. Well, I can tell you one thing's going to happen. Yeah, get a big fine. (sighs) Just how big a boy are you? (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. Not going to do it. Andrew said that Leanne Rimes was actually born in Jackson. That is correct. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Mississippi girl. 
Ready, grew Teddy. Grew up in Garland, Texas. Okay, so born here, grew up in Garland, Texas. Uh, r- real quick, Ready, Teddy, on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, said the high school that put the football stadium on the side of the hill and the school up on top of the hill literally puts education over athletics. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, that was Pontotoc. If you ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. And the name of Pontotoc's stadium is, they call it the hollow. Because, yeah, it's down into the bottom down there. Ready Teddy speaking like a newlywed. Yeah, that's right. He's thinking. Getting smarter. He got married. He's getting smarter by the day. Isn't that how it works? There you go. Yeah, that's what I that's what I get told every morning. Um unnamed Texer. Did MSU change their maroon shade this season? It looks like the croon maroon. For the record, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Scott says, speaking of bringing old things back, how about some tearaway jerseys? Bring yes. them back. Yes, absolutely, man. Sure. As a player, I would have loved it because they tear away and get to show off your abs. All the cheerleaders can see your abs now. See, they have a rule you got to have your jersey tucked in. <laughs> I'm well, just back, back then is when you put the, your jersey on after you put your shoulder pads on, but now you put your jersey on before your shoulder pads even go on your body. If you're a lineman, your jersey is glued to your shoulder pads for you before you ever even get to the stadium. And they do that so that nobody can hold your jersey or tackle gives you by a, your jersey or anything. Gives a whole new meaning to stick with your block. <laughs> That's exactly right. Just a couple more, and then I'm coming to the phone. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon said, respectfully disagree. I mow my own yard, but it's a good way to help others put food on their table and support small businesses or young, hard workers. What, hiring people to do all your yard work? Look, that's fine. I mean, I, I shouldn't. I'm not making a character. It's just my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter any more than yours does, Peanut Butter Falcon. I just was saying, I, right or wrong, I've sort of thought like that over the years. And I see some guy who's got a yard and has time to do it, and he's pretty healthy. And he just sit on his rear end and pay somebody to do all his yard work for him. <laughs> see what I'm saying? See how I word that? It's very negative. And I need people like you to remind me that there's good things come from paying folks to do, <laughs> to do it. But uh, what my th- I've done it. I've paid folks to do stuff for me before, and I usually have an excuse like, well, uh, I'm, I'm out of town too much over the next two weeks or something. I can't get to it, and I really need this done. Or it's become too big of a job, or there's something I don't know how to do. You know, well, I, in in defense, and you mentioned me earlier because of my back, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And my wife, I, I had a guy come by a few times this summer, and and came by actually yesterday, and uh, got to, got all the leaves up and cut the grass because between my wife and I, you know, she's teaching. I've, I've got different things that I'm doing, and I can't do it physically. And she gets so mad that we're paying somebody to do it when she's able to do it. Uh huh. But you just don't get home in time, or you don't get it done. So right. I'm thankful to my bud Jay, who uh, keeps my yard looking pretty spiffy. Yeah. Hackberry trees, man, hate them. <laughs> hate them. Good for nothing. I uh, like love bugs. Right. Exactly. Love love bugs and hackberry trees. Uh, again, two quick ones, and then I'm coming to the phone. Uh, they make a big vacuum attachment, hooks up to your riding mower to bag your leaves for you. I need to talk to Jonathan over at Divinity Equipment in Madison, get him to hook me up. Gator Man says, 100% agree 
with Matt. Hackberries are horrible. Anybody who's ever had one over your driveway, your house, you know what I'm talking about. I'm mad at whoever left them suckers up before I moved here. And I'm mad at myself for not like cutting some kind of deal. Hey, I'll buy the house and we'll move there. This was, you know, 10 years ago. If you'll cut those trees down first, <laughs> should have done it. But you live and learn. Gator Greg on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Hey, Greg, what's up? Mr. White, enjoy your, your, your weekend. I know you're a busy working guy with, uh, uh, with all the 10 games in, what, 11 weeks. So, you know, enjoy your weekend off. Uh, I see that the game next Saturday is a, a night game, so maybe you get to go trick-or-treating in the morning or Friday night or Sunday. Yeah. You'll work it out. That seems to me like that's going to be a McElroy uh, and a testatory game. I guess McElroy gets to call his team in prime time unless that's uh, Blackledge and uh, Sean McDonough. I want to ask you about two games, the Alabama Ole Miss game. To me, is this a crossroads game? I know the Rebel fans excited with Lane in this office, but they're one and three, and Auburn is two and two, and Auburn looks like they're teetering. If they they lose another one, that thing could implode there. Get you know your thoughts on that one, and then uh, curious about the new guy that's going to be starting for LSU uh, in relief of uh, Brendan, who got injured. Big guy, kind of reminds you a little bit of Byron Left. What is LSU going to do? You saw them earlier. You think they're going to try to run the football, or they're going to let this guy go out and try to attack? Uh, Will Muschamp in South Carolina. Big game for Will, because if he can get Auburn and LSU back-to-back, that may get a little heat off of him. Mm-hmm. Glad you have a good weekend. JB doing an excellent job. We appreciate you. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chop, chop. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, okay. So I actually think that South Carolina uh, will win the game at LSU. The thing that is the wild card that we don't know uh, RRLD Studio, I'm answering your question, and Gator, Greg, kind of touching on what you're asking. That's the wild card. We don't know about the quarterback. T.J. Finley, I'm pretty sure it's Finley. I actually tweeted about him during the pregame of the Mississippi State-LSU game because I I became fascinated with watching T.J. Finley in warm-ups. I had never heard of him. I didn't follow his recruitment. I'm just looking down there, and there's this big guy playing quarterback throwing passes and warm-ups for LSU, who he looks like Jamarcus Russell out there. Physically, he's Jamarcus Russell's size when he was in college. The guy's listed at like six six and a half, two 245 pounds. And it, his mechanics are similar to Jamarcus Russell. His, his, the velocity on the ball, like he just, he's so big and strong, he just flick his wrist and the ball's like, pew. And so if you go back and look at my timeline, I actually tweeted like the little eyes emoji and said, watching LSU backup quarterback 6'6", 245-pound T.J. Finley warm up. He can throw the ball. Now, whether Freshman not, from Ponchatoula. Attaboy. Hey, and, which is just below uh, Hammond down there. And whether or not he can run the offense, I don't know. Just because you're big and strong and look good in warm-ups doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Okay, but they recruited him for a reason. And I yeah, just, no it, it's a it's a wild card. You don't know. Sometimes even a freshman, you put him on the field the first time, the light bulb goes, and he just becomes a star. And sometimes it goes the other way. There's just no way to know. But he has every tool Regardless, that's a big human being playing quarterback. And, and, and can throw it. This I can promise you. <laughs> he will make a throw You've or seen two. seen it with your own eyes. He'll make a throw or two in the game, and they'll be all ooh and an on over him. 
Okay, just because of the ability. You watch and see. That'll happen. <clears throat> okay, and then on the Auburn Ole Miss thing, real quick, I typed it up here at winsopedia.com. Winsopedia.com. Wins, the letter I, pedia.com. And you can compare any two teams. And this I didn't know. I did not know that Auburn had dominated the all-time series so much against Ole Miss. I say all-time. They've only played 43 times total in the history. And, you know, most recently you go back in, really from 1990 until now. So we're talking about, what, three decades? Yeah, three decades worth where they've played every year. Prior to that, they didn't play a ton. Really, all at all in its history prior to 1990. They did play a few times, but not much. But 33 wins in the series for Auburn, just 10 for Ole Miss. So Auburn leads the all-time series 33-10. to 10. You can look this up at winsopedia.com. And, and you go, recently, I mean, Ole Miss beat them in 2015 and beat them in 2012, beat them in 08, Beat them in 03. Ole Miss beat them in 99. And beat them in 92. Ole Miss has beaten Auburn. They've played every year since 1990. And Ole Miss has won six of those. Auburn has absolutely just dominated this series. Auburn has won four in a row in the series, even though last year was a close game in Auburn. Um, I think it's a big game. Here, I actually think Ole Miss will win the game. I know they just lost to Arkansas. Me too. But, but I'm I with you. JB, I don't think Auburn can slow down Ole Miss's offense this week. No, and I don't think Auburn's offense can. Uh, basically, I think the Ole Miss defense and Auburn's offense balance one another out, uh-huh. and the winner is Ole Miss's offense. How about that? How about that? We're on the same page to start Hour 2. Just getting started with you. Long way to go. Y'all stick around in the Farm Bureau studio. Here I am. (laughs) I wonder what was going on. We got tunes? Yeah, it's a free-for-all Friday. So what what are we listening to? Free-for-all. Oh, is that the name of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little Fred Nugget, as they call him, or Gonzo, or also known as Ted Nugent. Oh, okay. So this is Ted Nugent. I gotcha. See, I, you know, I'm familiar with Ted Nugent, but I wouldn't know any of his music if it hit me in the face. But, but the name of it, Free For All. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. A free For All Friday, Ed boy JB. Y'all... Call y'all. Call me on the Davini phone nine nine five one zero five nine six zero one number nine nine five one zero five nine. Shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line eight eight five ESPN. That's a six zero one number eight eight five ESPN. It would have been a little better segue, but I had the wrong mouse in my hand. <laughs> oh really? Did you ever do that? You got too many mice. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. You're, you're clicking, clicking, clicking. You go, oh, no, it's the other mouse. I used to have two in here, <laughs> one that ran a computer and one that ran the live stream camera. Right. But the both mouses were the little Apple mouses that mice, that mouses, <laughs> the little Pieces. Apple mice <laughs> that um, they look exactly the same, and I'd get them confused all the time. <laughs> I took one out. I just did away with it. You know, 
I simplified things for myself. I'm down to one mouse uh, now in the studio. Sven gave us a bunch of predictions. Let me scroll back on the live stream here and see what he tells me. All right, predictions. Sven started with Knoxville, Tuscaloosa, Alabama versus Tennessee. He's got Alabama winning 44-28. to 28. He's got Minnesota winning over Michigan 41-14. to 14. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He's got Ohio State blowing out Nebraska. He didn't get specific, but he does have that. He actually has a close game between Liberty and Southern Miss. He's got Liberty at 28, Southern Miss 21. Um, Scotty Walden not going to coach for Southern Miss. He's out with COVID, so wish him well. Get better soon. Uh, he's got Kentucky beating Missouri 35-21. He actually has LSU beating South Carolina 28-24. I was looking at that, and the thing about it is, South Carolina, when you when you are they're two and two, right? And LSU's only played three games. South Carolina has played four. Now these are just looking at past performances. It does not always tell you how they're going to play this week. It's just a little bit of who they are, right? So South Carolina is two and two. They lost their first two. They won their last two. The two that they lost, the season opener, was a close game against Tennessee, 31-27. They lose the next week in a, you know, a competitive game that Florida kind of pulled away in the second half, 38-24 at Florida. So it was, you know, competitive. They kill Vanderbilt 41 to 7, and then just coming off the win over Auburn uh, 30 to 22. Now, that was a home game for them, a close game. You know, so how do you stack all that up? What I see is a pretty consistent team. I mean, across four games, South Carolina's been pretty consistent. Um, they do have some players on offense. A quarterback can throw it around a little bit. And I, I just think. I agree with something that RLD Studio said on the live stream, and that is, you know, LSU just has the look of a team that is something's going on. It's just not right. So there's a bunch of distractions, a bunch of weirdness. People left, opt out, and then quarterback, and then lose the opener the way they did, and don't have confidence in the defense, and then lose to Missouri, and now the quarterback who did start is hurt. Now, Maybe they pull it all together, but I think South Carolina should win the game. That's what I think. And, I, and you go, well, Vegas says LSU by a touchdown. I don't care what Vegas says. Um, I don't care. Uh, I think South Carolina should win the game. If South Carolina doesn't win the game, I will actually be a little surprised. Yeah. I mean, after all, Brennan is their best quarterback they got, right? Or he wouldn't have been playing. That's right. And, and it's having yeah. a pretty decent season in spite of the first game. Um, but, um, yeah, you'd, you'd have to give the advantage to South Carolina even being at LSU just simply because quarterback play. That's what I think. Because you got an unknown for right. LSU. And, unless Finley goes out there and, like you say, just on the first series the light bulb comes on and he is the next Jamarcus Russell for them. Well, if he had a bunch of juniors and seniors around him, you know, you'd say, yeah, maybe he could, they, could, they could do that. Maybe they could do it, yeah. they got a, got, a, got a bunch of unproven people. So I think the odds are stacked and – in the favor of the uh, of the fighting Gamecocks from South Carolina. That's who I'm going with. The fighting Roosters. Yep. Uh, Noxipater Luke on the Country Pleasing text line said, let the leaves lay. The grass will thank you in the spring. Will it? I don't believe you, Noxipater Luke, because I've had times where I left some piles of leaves there, and then I have big bald spots where it killed the grass underneath them. 
So I don't believe you. <laughs> and then the other leaf remedy, Flowtown Ghost said, burn them at night. Can't see smoke. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but you sure can smell leaves. You can smell burning. it. Wink, wink. Yeah. Well, it's not dry. We're not under some kind of burn ban. It's like, what's the deal? What would be the problem? <laughs> the problem would be I can't afford a fine or to go to jail. I don't need that on my record. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. William in the Berg. That would be Vicksburg. What's up, William? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? Look, I got the answer how you get rid of your leaf. Tell me. Get Annabelle to cook up a really good meal and invite Winky and tell him to get them all up and get rid of them. <laughs> I think he goes out. I think he rakes Rob's yard for him. Don't tell me that. I'll tell you, <laughs> hey, I know when they moved into that house that they're in now, um, you know, they had, a, and they've had some trees cut, but there's trees everywhere, big oak right. trees, and, I mean, they're just covered in leaves, you know. And it took him about one week to have every leaf on that property blown and raked up to the edge of the road. <laughs> well, I've seen him down in Massachusetts weed eating a farmer and cleaning the farmer's yard, so he does a good job of that. So yeah. hopefully he yours too, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. I may just do it. I'm a, you know what I might do is this weekend, William, I may just call him and uh, ask all him right. and say hey winky will you come get the leaves up out of my yard and then i'll tell y'all on monday what he says <laughs> how about that <laughs> uh well you, you did good luck Winky. You yeah. might be better with debbie yeah, yeah that's Thanks, true man. that's all true right. thank you william i might do better with debbie i call her first hey what's winky doing this week <laughs> he's retired right I'm like you, RLD. I like doing the yard work. I just, you know, I got to figure out a plan. I need a plan. I, I need a plan and equipment. There's a, some equipment that I don't have. I yard work can be cathartic, man. It can be, you know, especially you get some headphones on. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you just get to the point where your body can't do it anymore. That's true. Yeah. You, that's but I, right. I, I think what they're saying about the, the leaves is you can't leave them in a pile. You just let them, just leave them. Just leave them you know, leave the leaves. Let them lay where they lay. Don't touch them. Mm -hmm. Problem is with us, we got a bunch of dogs, and you know what comes out of dogs. Mm -hmm. You can't see it. Up. Yeah, yeah. Just mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, leaves are coming up. Mac and Vicksburg said, "People with no trees in their yard want trees. People with trees want no trees. Kind of like dogs. Inside dogs want out. Outside dogs want in. Every Mac, everybody wants what they don't have." You're exactly right. But I'll promise you this. The people that don't have trees who want them are crazy. Are crazy. <laughs> I hate leaves. Andrew Noble says, you know, they make a tool that looks like a blower, but it actually sucks up the leaves, mulches them, and then it goes through a hose into a collapsible trash can looking thing. Like the collapsible can with a bag. And when it gets full, tie it off, replace the bag, move on. I mean, I know there's something out there. Hey, look, there was this thing that was being advertised on television maybe last year I saw it, and it looked great. It's this big deal. You pull it behind your riding mower. I don't have one, but a Is riding it mower. Is made by Ronco? I don't know. I have and no if idea. you get two, you get them, get them for $19.99? No, no. This was, a bit, <laughs> this was very expensive. Whatever they were advertising, I looked it up online. It was very expensive. This really? big machine that you pull around behind you on a riding mower, mm -hmm. and it – 
it just picks them all up and bags them for you. And but it was like fifteen hundred bucks, whatever. You think it was. leaves know they cause this much trouble? Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they just they just fall in to be there. Annabeth didn't care either. Oh, the shade! Look at all the shade. Aren't they pretty? I love trees. Here's a rake. Lynn says, I agree with you, Matt. Drive a truck, cut mine. But uh, let's say, but Gibbs, turn it over to my boy in a couple of years. That's right. Let him do it when he gets of age. <laughs> I do have a backpack blower. It's not working properly. I, my, it'll run for a little bit, and then it's like it starts making this rattling sound and just quits. So probably time to invest in some new stuff. All right. Um, real quick, Grumpy says... Matt, last week you mentioned throwing an interception to Champ Bailey. Did you get him to autograph the football? No, I should have. Huh, Grumpy? I should have been smart enough. I mean, I was dumb enough to throw him a pick. I should have been smart enough to get him to sign the ball. No, I didn't do that. Unnamed Texter said, East Webster used to be Cumberland High School. Lived across the street from the school for several years. Yep. In Mabin. Home of the Ray Boys. <laughs> oh really? The Ray Boys? Gerald, Gerald, Jay, and and uh, oh god, Jim, Jim Ray, yeah. Went to school with them boys up in uh, Stark Vegas. The Ray Boys, y'all hear that? Yeah. Ray Boys, East Webster, yeah. East Webster used to be Cumberland High School. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Rex, I got your text. Poet don't know it. More of your comments coming up. We'll talk some football into the end of the hour. And get some predictions in here for you. All right? Stick around. All right, back with you. Um, On the LSU quarterback situation. So Rebel Rex texted us. He said on Bo's show this morning, they said the quarterback was probably going to be uh, uh, let's see, Brad Johnson's son. He is Mark Rick's nephew, a mobile lefty. Okay, so it looks like his name is Max, and they're saying he'll probably play. This is what I saw, all the reports that I saw uh, yesterday. Here's one from CBS Sports. I think I saw this at 24-7 also. T.J. Finley going to start in place of the injured Miles Brennan. But uh, Ed Orgeron says Finley will start, but that Max Johnson could also play against the Gamecocks. Okay. CBS Sports report here. You want to see it? Go look there. LSU coach Ed Orgeron said Thursday that true freshman T.J. Finley will start at quarterback for the Tigers on Saturday against South Carolina. However, he indicated fellow true freshman Max Johnson will also play. Johnson considered a four-star prospect in the 2020 recruiting class. LSU quarterback's uh, depth chart took a hit in early August when Peter Parrish transferred to Memphis. And then, uh, of course, it goes down to Brennan. But again, yesterday, and I think this might have actually come on the coaches' show, but I could be wrong about that. It might have just been in you know, interview stuff after practice. Anyway, he said it yesterday. They're going to start T.J. Finley. They're probably going to play the other guy too, so it, it may be a deal. And and I think I also saw a quote from Orgeron that said that, 
you know, Finley could go the whole way in the game if he were to get go in there and have a hot hand or something. If he struggles or if they're, you know, get behind in the game and they need a spark or something, they may play both of them. It just kind of looks like that's where that is. And I appreciate the text. Blair from Brandon, talking about leaves. Blair says, don't leave them in a pile, just don't touch them. Let the leaves fall, don't touch them. Okay? That's one theory. I, th- I think the best advice I've gotten was to get a mulching attachment right, for um, a mulching kit for the mower. Yeah, that way the leaves get mulched up and they go into the earth. Okay. And uh, which is kind of what they're talking about with leaving the leaves, you know, just sitting around. I've, I've never read this much about leaves on the internet before in my life, but Felder Rushing <laughs> says mulching is the best way. Mulching. That's the mulching. best way. Yeah. Okay. Divinity Equipment on line one. Hey, Jonathan, I need a mulching kit for my mower. You just made me look at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I messed you up, didn't I? Yeah, uh, I looked over at the phone. I said, we don't have a caller, do we? <laughs> Jason and Flagstaff, you have to flip the leaves. Leaving them in one spot invites fungus that can kill trees. Okay, so we don't pile them up. We don't leave them in one place. <laughs> no, we're going to go out and flip them now. No. All right, son, it's your turn to go out and flip the leaves. Annabeth looks out. I'm out there on my hands and knees, one leaf at a time, <laughs> flipping them. She said, what are you doing? I'm flipping the leaves, hon. Planet Pearl says, professional landscapers say cut them up with a mower and let them mulch your grass. God's natural fertilizer. That's what everybody's saying there. Leave them. But they're so much more fun to burn them. And I can't burn them where I live, as far as anybody knows. Josh said, I don't have trees in my yard. A few near my yard. It's fantastic. Exactly. Not to worry about that whatsoever. Yeah, I did see this story. True Maroon, thanks for sending this over. Uh, This is from earlier today. Jackson State. um, A few sanctions from the NCAA uh, because of a few violations. This being reported today, uh, Jackson State will be on probation for two years as a part of their penalties for NCAA violations. This all occurred well before Deion Sanders was hired as their football coach, but he and his staff uh, will need to make adjustments going forward as they recruit. That's from Joe Cook. Um, according to this report, 34 Jackson State student-athletes practiced and competed before their final certification from the NCAA Eligibility Center. Those 34 student-athletes spread out over seven different sports, not just a football thing or anything like that. Uh, They self-reported 20 student-athletes who didn't receive their final amateurism certification in the fall of 2018, and another 14 were found after the NCAA enforcement staff asked Jackson State to look into their certification, and that went all the way back to 2014. So you're talking about a long period of time. Two years probation, a fine of $5,000, a 2% reduction in baseball scholies. Uh, Football program must serve a one-week ban on unofficial visits in each of January, February, and March, and April of 2021. One-week ban in each of those months. That'll hinder them on the recruiting deal. A reduction of four football official paid visits during the academic year next year. Football program must serve a one-week ban of all recruiting communication, contacts, and off-campus recruiting by the entire football staff with any prospects, including transfers, in each of May and June 2021. 
a vacation of records of contests in which student athletes participated while ineligible. Yes, they're going to vacate the stuff. And again, I just have to point out that 16 months ago, the FBI released its findings in this scandal in college basketball, even sent Chuck Person to prison. They've got wiretaps public of the LSU coach giving money, you know, making the strong <laughs> offer to one particular recruit. And Auburn's in it. And they're all recruiting lights out. There are no penalties whatsoever. 16 and a half months later for any of those SEC basketball programs, not all doggone one of them has even sniffed an NCAA sanction. But Jackson State just got popped. (laughs) The NCAA enforcement staff is an absolute and utter laughing stock. Now, it's not funny what's going on at Jackson State whatsoever. The big boys are the big boys just skating around doing whatever they want to. And we have a certification issue in the timing of it at Jackson State because I guarantee you, NCAA, part of the problem is you drug your daggum feet to begin with. You got a school down here that needs to complete the certification process for a whole bunch of athletes in seven different sports, but they're having to wait on you and decided not to wait on you so that they could go play the games they had on the schedule, and now they're in trouble for it. Meanwhile, Auburn, LSU basketball, and they're all laughing at NCAA enforcement. Oh, but you you can, hey, you can dang sure get the investigation completed on Jackson State, can't you? How do you think Chuck Person feels? <clears throat> Scapegoat, right? Well, and maybe so. I mean, so. I'm not I saying mean, he wasn't guilty, but, you know, you, you go back and look at that whole scenario, and, and he's one of about three people that are doing time. Okay, so they're yeah. doing time. There's yeah. something that happened. Right. Right? Yeah. And the NCAA has all of this in front of them, okay? And, I mean, what are they waiting on? What are they waiting on? 16 I mean, and a half months later, what are they waiting on? person may be out of jail before they, the NCAA does anything to the schools. Yeah. Oh, but they've got plenty of time to make sure we go ahead and wrap up. Hey, let's hurry up and wrap up this Jackson State investigation. Kiss my foot. What a joke. What, a, what an absolute joke. True Maroon, country-pleasing text line says, I can't wait until we all leave the NCAA. Well, I mean, here's a problem, though. What are you leaving? See, again, we the NCAA, what is the NCAA? Okay, sure, the offices are in Indianapolis, but it's not the, poli- the big bad police. Okay, they aren't the FBI. The NCAA is basically uh, people who work on behalf and for all the schools. It's the schools. They call it the members, member institutions. Bulldog Neil, Divinity Equipment Phone. we got about 30 seconds, I think. What's up, Neil? 
Matt, I've been saying for years that the NCAA, whenever they catch Alabama, Auburn, or else doing something, they get so damn mad that State will miss going to get the death penalty. Just my two cents. Have a great Friday. <laughs> Have a great Friday. I mean, really, it's like, one is, they have done a really good job of sort of propping up this idea to us, Neil and True Maroon, me and you, during the course of our lives, that the NCAA is some kind of big ruling body that lives in Indianapolis, Indiana, and they look down the mountain and watch everybody really closely to make sure everything's fair. That ain't it. It's basically a bunch of people who've been sent up there by the colleges and universities themselves, I guess as a show, as a parade, so that we all go, well, look, there they are. There's the NCAA right up there. Yeah, but what are they there for? They're there basically to answer to the big boys anyhow. That's why they're there in the first place. I guess to give me and you the confidence to go buy a ticket. It's a parade. It's a show. The whole enforcement thing, it's all it is. All they, anytime they've ever handed down penalties, that's really what it's been about. It's not been about even-handed enforcement. It's been about putting on a show. Kind of like coaches wearing masks on the sideline during a game. It's a show for the cameras. Hour two went by fast. We'll talk some high school football in hour three. Right here with you on this Friday. Stick around.